Welcome to Bloodbath, the true crime podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Jamie. And I just got my lips done, so hopefully you can't tell. Because <laughs> I can. <laughs> you sound like a duck. Just kidding. Psyduck. Psyduck. <laughs> what you got for us today? I we're, have. We're doing Pride, right? Yes. So it's, it, it'll, I'll get there. I'm going to get to doing the Pride stuff. Okay. That makes sense. So. First of all, happy Pride, everybody. Happy Pride. Happy, happy Pride, Pride to you. Month. I'm an ally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gay. Hi. No, I'm just kidding. I'm bi. Um, anyway. Same thing. Same, same. <laughs> Whatever you really. want. <laughs> I have two stories for you today. A double whammy. Oh, wait. I'm in the closet still. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's yeah. Right. <laughs> You're stuck in there. <laughs> married to a man. Likes to make out with women? Uh? <laughs> it's fine. Girls are better kissers anyway. Oh, they are. <laughs> sorry sorry okay oh i'm Ooh. bothered now <laughs> oh my goodness it's getting dangerous in here <laughs> so first story i'm going to talk about james bird jr first story is this like a two for one there's two for it's a double whammy <gasps> it's a steven stainer sort of like okay okay the connection is is very different okay okay it's not gonna make sense until until, until it does until the very end okay all Let's right. Go. So James Bird Jr. was born May 2nd, 1949 in Jasper, Texas. He was the third of nine children. Oh, wow. His mother, Stella May, was a Sunday school teacher, and his father, James Bird Sr., was a deacon at the Greater New Bethel Church. Oh. James went to Jasper Row High School in 1967, and he was in the last segregated class. I see where this is going. Yes. Yeah. After graduating, he married and had three children, Renee, Ross, and Jamie. Oh, it's a Jamie. <laughs> a Jamie. <laughs> he was a vacuum salesman. So that's, Fun. that's the background on James Bird. So he sucks. No. No, I'm just kidding. Like vacuums. Sorry. Oh, I didn't land. Like, <laughs> no, no. This is, this is our Vacuum our, jokes. Our sorry. Jokes are funny when you explain, <laughs> yeah, explain them. them. No, I, I didn't get that. Sorry. It's all good. I'm dumb right now. <laughs> You're good. I don't have a brain. Well, okay. So if you didn't know, James Bird is... A black man living in Texas. Already scary. He was in a, the last segregated class. Yeah. So that's where the story is going. Okay. On June 7th, 1998, at the age of 49, James accepted a ride from three men. Oh, no. Uh, that would be Sean Barry, who was 23, Lawrence Brewer, who was 31, and John King, who was also 23. Okay. Sean was driving, and he knew James from around town. Instead of driving James home, they took him to a remote county road out of town they proceeded to beat him and spray paint his face they peed and shit on him they then chained him by his ankles to their truck and dragged him for three miles no yeah the autopsy report suggests that james had attempted to keep his head up during this dragging and was alive for most of it and about halfway through um the dragging james's body his right arm and head were severed when he his body hit a culvert in the road. Mm-hmm. The three men dumped his mutilated remains in front of an African-American church off of Huff Creek Road. And Please then, tell me they're prosecuted. Yes. Okay. I was like, we have their fucking names. If they're not, yeah. I'm finding them. <laughs> and then they drove off to attend a barbecue. Are you fuck? Oh. So a motorist found James James's remains the next morning. And the police found a wrench with the name Barry written on it. They found a lighter that had a possum had possum inscribed on it, uh-huh. which was King's prison nickname. This was all along the path. So happy they're dumb. He was like they're dri- they were driving. Dumb. Exactly. So happy. The police also found pieces of James Bird's remains in 81 different places along the road. 
Oh my goodness. 81 places. And he knew these people. Yes. He saw them as allies, as friends. He was getting a ride from them to go home. So Lawrence Brewer and John King were well-known white supremacists in the area and police police (laughs) deemed this murder as a hate crime. Well, yeah. Yes. So King had racist tattoos all over his body. He had a black man hanging from a tree. And did he not know this? So, I mean, he knew Sean, but he didn't know the other, the other two. two. So okay. it, it was, it, it's murky. Yeah. So, but this guy, so he had a tattoo of a black man hanging from a tree. Which a like, tattoo? If you don't like black people, why would you get them tattooed on you? Doesn't make sense to Obsessive. me. Obsessive. Then he had Nazi symbols, of course, uh, the words Aryan pride. And oh. then he had a patch, the tattoo of a patch for the Confederate Knights of America, which is a white supremacist in, inmate gang. Oh my goodness. Like just keep those people locked up. Yes. They're you shouldn't be allowed to have that. Plus, like, where's that tattoo artist too? Lock him up too. <laughs> well put him in the same cell together. So technically that's like a freedom of speech thing. And I like, know, but I know, I know. It's dumb. But people Brady are allowed to I, believe what they want. Yeah. Brady and I have had this argument before where I think if you call someone the N word, then you should be able to be prosecuted like you should do jail time or like get a ticket or something and he's like you know that goes against freedom of speech and the whole aspect of that where it's just like well i don't fucking care because <laughs> i want them to be what's the word have a consequence for doing that yeah that's racist yeah so there should be a consequence for being racist because you're being stupid but then are you dumb i mean like sexism and you gotta, all of you it have to include everything. homophobic anything like yeah just Stop caring so fucking much about other people. Focus on your own life. Yeah. You only have that one life on this rock. So. Makes me so mad. Anyway. Okay. I just can't wrap my head around it. I'm sorry. Well, it's just going to get worse from here. <laughs> oh, great. So King had written a letter uh, from jail to Brewer, and he stated how proud he was to have committed this atrocity. He oh. was quoted as saying, regardless of the outcome of this, we have made history. Death before dishonor. Seek Heil. Oh, my God. Yeah. This guy is a fucking I have to admit, asshole. I probably would have read that sentence and then scratched this case, not giving him the... <laughs> right? How dare you? Yeah, fuck you. You're dumb. <laughs> okay. So Barry Brewer and King were all tried and convicted of James Byrd's murder. Uh, Brewer and, Cur- and King received the death penalty. Good. And Sean Barry was sentenced to life in prison. Kill him the same exact way they killed him. Exactly. <laughs> eye you for know, an eye, motherfucker. That's pretty rough. Sean Barry claimed that Lawrence and Lawrence Brewer and John King were the ones mostly responsible for James's death. Mm-hmm. Um, Brewer testified that Barry had cut Bird's throat before he was tied to the truck, oh but God. the jury decided that, that there was little evidence to support this claim. So Barry was spared the death penalty and then sentenced to life in prison. As of 2020, Barry was living in protective custody at the Texas Department of Cri- Criminal Justice's Ramsey Unit. And will be first eligible for parole when he is 63 years old in June of 2038. He can still do damage. He spends 23 hours per day in an 8 by foot cell with one hour for exercise. Barry married Christy Markintel by proxy. And that's, that's one of them. Lawrence Russell Brewer ugh, was a white supremacist who prior to Bird's murder, had served a prison sentence for mm-hmm. drug possession and burglary. Okay. He was paroled in 91. Burglary. And after violating his parole conditions in 94, he was returned to prison. According to court testimony, he joined a white supremacist prison gang with King. Oh, my God. In, in order to safeguard himself. 
So he and King became best friends in the Beto prison unit. Yeah. A psychiatrist testified that Brewer did not appear repentant for his crimes. And he was ultimately convicted and sentenced to death. Am I crazy for thinking like, okay, you go into prison and you go into like your, I guess your race group is like how they portray it, right? Mm -hmm. Like on movies and shit. Wouldn't it be smarter to get, be friends with everybody? Like then you would be safe with everybody instead of like, no, because designating yourself to one spot. They see you as like a a snitch or a spy because you're trying to get in with everyone. I guess. Yeah. You have to, for some I don't know why, but when you're in the prison system here in the United States, like you have to pick a side and a you side. have to stick with them. So I wouldn't, I would never survive because I just, I cannot fathom <laughs> picking like a race or a person. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's so like, stupid. I just, I can't it's... wrap my head around it at all. Me neither. <laughs> Plus, how could I pick? You're a Libra. No, no, no. Like <laughs> what, exactly that. But like, I have so many different backgrounds with no yeah whatever anyway um so brewer was executed in the huntsville unit on september 21st of 2011 bye Uh, it's just lethal injection bye oh i thought you said bye oh no byE 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 goodbye as far as any regrets no i have no regrets no i do it all over again to tell you the truth literally kill him the fucking same way they killed him yeah no so before his execution brewer ordered a last meal and this promptly ended the last meal request in texas oh he's the guy who did it yes i know about that the meal included two chicken fried steaks with gravy and sliced onions a triple patty bacon cheeseburger a cheese omelet with ground beef tomatoes onions bell peppers and jalapenos a bowl of fried okra with ketchup one pound of barbecued meat with half a loaf of white bread three fully loaded fajitas a meat lover's pizza, one pint of bluebell vanilla ice cream, a slab of peanut butter fudge with crushed peanuts on top, and three root beers. When the meal was presented, he told officials that he was not hungry. Yep. <laughs> and he didn't eat any of it. Any of it. Yep. So they officially said, you know what? Revoking this 87-year-old tradition? Fuck it. We're yeah. not doing that anymore because you got people like this. I mean, I if you horrendously kill someone, especially in this manner of being a racist prick, like... You don't get a last meal anyway. Why do they get a last meal? This person that they killed don't get to talk to their to their loved ones. They don't get a meal. They don't get anything. They're dead. Mm-hmm. You don't get a last meal. Fuck off. So, something I've been thinking about lately with how we, we are towards people who commit these atrocities. Mm-hmm. I think we might need to rethink things. Why? Because... How else are people going to show that they can change or have rehabilitation if we're constantly keeping them in the box? Because there's a certain box for certain people. <laughs> and those that you know the people that are not going to change. Yeah. I mean, and I don't, those these right fucking there. guys, I don't give a shit because that's yeah. what they did. But I'm saying that it's maybe, like our last case, the last vampire we did, Mark Sappington, he, I think, could be rehabilitated okay. and given another chance. It was schizophrenia, in my opinion, and from what I was reading and telling, you know. From the way he grew up, too, I think he could be rehabilitated. Okay. But this type of box is a whole... This isn't like an American... What is it? Uh, That racist movie? Oh, uh, American History X? Amer- yes. Love that movie. Literally sobbed so much at the ending. I couldn't believe what happened. But he... He he rehabilitates himself. He right. is no he gets out of prison and he's no longer racist. He's like, oh wow, I've been really fucking dumb because you're really dumb if you're racist. <laughs> racist. Racist. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> These guys are really dumb because they're racist. 
But yeah, so I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I agree with you. But there is... There's a line. There's a fucking line. And, and these guys are it. miles away from it. Exactly. Uh, so we're moving on to the third guy, John William King, who was Barry's longtime friend. Mm-hmm. He was accused of beating Bird with a bat and then dragging him behind the pickup truck oh until he died. Goodness. Uh, King was whose prior to the murder had recently been released from a Texas prison said that he had been repeatedly gang raped in prison by black inmates. Oh, he was found doesn't guilty. Give you an excuse, but that it does doesn't. suck. It doesn't. You d- you need to heal from it. Not, yeah, yeah. Your traumas are they're not your fault, but you have to figure out how to deal with them. And murdering somebody of just the same race isn't how you do it. That's oh god, no. Shocking, I know. Well, he was found guilty and sentenced to death for his role in james bird's kidnapping and murder and was on death row at the polinsky unit on december 21st 2018 king's execution by lethal injection was scheduled for april 24th 2019 mm-hmm. and on april 22nd 2019 his appeals to both the texas court and texas board of pardons were denied Good. and he was executed on april 24th 2019 bye so the thing about this is lynching traditions which they're still alive today you can't fucking deny it mm-hmm. i literally ugh, i had a roommate she was from texas and she said she saw the burning crosses. She saw people getting tarred. And I saw them in Indiana. Yeah, exactly. So lynching traditions include mutilation, decapitation, and then they are followed up by a barbecue or picnic, mm-hmm. either during or after the lynching. So they'll sit there and look at a fucking dead man's body hanging from a tree and, and enjoying their well, little fucking burgers outside. Like yeah. you. Mm. This is why when I say like, yeah, I was born in Indiana, but we don't claim her. No. I have no part of that. Like my family other doesn't talk to me like. No. I don't need to be associated with any of that. Fuck that. Mm-mm. So, the reason I did this case is because it has a connection to the other case. Okay. Happened in the same year. And there's more. <laughs> okay. So, Matthew Wayne Shepard was born December 1st, 1976 in Casper, Wyoming. He was the first of two sons born to Judy and Dennis Shepard. Matthew attended Crest Hill Elementary School, Dean Morgan Junior High, and Natrona County High School. He was teased all of his life uh, for being smaller in stature, but overall he was a friendly and sweet kid. Aww. In 1994, his father was hired by Saudi Aramco, which is a Saudi Arabian oil company. Okay. So the family moved to Saudi Arabia, and Matthew then attended the American school in Switzerland uh, and graduated in 1995. So it was his senior year. He went to a totally different country. I know. That's, that's so cool, though. I mean, I that's know, probably right? scary and, like, sucks because, like, you're a kid and you're like, well, I want to graduate these people. But, like, that's a really cool opportunity. And it was because he actually got to study theater and German and Italian. Oh, so cool. Love that. And after graduation, he ended up moving back to the States and attended Catawba College in North Carolina. Okay. Then Casper College in Wyoming. And he finally settled in Denver, Colorado. And he became a first-year poli-sci major at the University of Wyoming in Laramie. Wow. Yeah. So he's definitely motivated, like yeah. wanted to go to school, all that kind of stuff. He was described by his father as an optimistic and accepting young man who had a special gift of relating to almost anyone. Mm. He was the type of person who was very approachable and always looked to new challenges. Matthew had a great passion for equality and always stood up for the acceptance of people's differences. Good guy. And there's a documentary that his his friend Michelle Jozu ha, she she did and it's uh, called Matt Shepard is a friend of mine. Oh. And she described him as a tender-hearted and kind person. I don't like that I know that he's no longer here. Yeah. I don't know how, but you're I'm not sure going like to tell it. me. This is Why do we do this again? <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. So in 95 when he was still over uh, overseas, 
He was beaten and raped during a high school trip in Morocco. Oh my goodness. And this had caused him to experience depression and panic attacks oh, throughout his life. I wonder why. Yeah. And one of his friends feared that his depression had driven him to become involved with drugs during his time in college. Okay. And multiple times, Matthew was hospitalized due to his clinical depression and suicidal ideation. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's where it gets bad. Okay. October 6, 1998. So the same year we were just talking about with James Bird. Yeah. Matthew was approached by Aaron McKinney and Russell Henderson at the Fireside Lounge in Laramie. I'm sorry. Nothing good comes out of a person in Russell. <laughs> yeah. Prove me wrong. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> So Aaron McKinney and Russell Henderson decided to give Matthew a ride home. They drove to a remote area and robbed, pistol whipped, and tortured Matthew. Oh my goodness. They tied him to a barbed wire fence and left him to die in the near freezing temperatures. Media had reported that his face was so covered in blood that he was unrecognizable. The Uh only part free of blood were the parts cleansed by his tears. No. Oh my God. All right. Matthew was in a coma for 18 hours before he was found by Aaron Kreifels, who was a cyclist, and he mistook Matthew for a scarecrow. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. Reggie Flutie was the first officer to arrive on the scene. She rushed to Matthew and immediately started scooping the blood out of his mouth to try to clear his airways. She mm-hmm. didn't even have gloves. She just acted Went on instinct to, act, to try yeah. to save his life. Matthew was taken to Ivinson Memorial Hospital in Laramie but then was moved to a more advanced trauma ward in Fort Collins, Colorado. He had fractures to the back of his head and in front of his right ear. He had severe brainstem damage, which had affected his body's ability to regulate his heart rate, body temp, and other vital functions in freezing temperatures. Yeah. He had cuts all over his head, face, and neck, and he was in too bad of conditions for the doctors to operate. He laid in intensive care on full life support for six days before he was pronounced dead on October 12th, 1998. He was 21 years old. No. Aaron McKinney and Russell Henderson were arrested and charged with attempted murder and kidnapping and aggravated robbery. Do you know how they were found? Yes. Okay. When Matthew died, the charges were upgraded to first degree murder, which made the two defendants eligible for the death penalty. Let's get them. Their girlfriends, Kristen, you don't deserve this last name, Price, and Chastity Paisley, were also charged with being accessories after the fact. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, so they were couples who kill is what was going to happen there. The, the, it's the you know ride or die kind of idea that's the same thing <laughs> yeah. like if you're just gonna accept that your significant other kills people it's only a matter of time before you either join them and you start doing it as well or you end up being killed because when you're friends with the villain the villain will fucking kill you off to make sure that they're okay have you seen the joker have you seen Harley Quinn? disney <laughs> like <laughs> they'd be have killing people it. left and right <laughs> So Aaron and Russell had driven back to town after the attack on Matthew and proceeded to pick a fight with two Hispanic guys. The police broke up the fight and arrested Russell and then searched Aaron's truck. He found the blood smeared gun and Matthew's credit card and his shoes. Oh, so they're dumb, dumb. But at first the cops didn't have any reason to arrest them for the bloody gun or the shoes or the credit card. It was just sus. It was just like, (laughs) this is weird, you know. Suspicious. But they were breaking up a fight. That's all they were doing. Okay. But 18 hours later, when a body was found covered in blood and was identified as Matthew Shepard, which was the name on the credit card they found, they, they were two like, two together. huh, maybe these two assholes who were got in the fight last night are the guys who did this. I put on my thinking cap. Wow. <laughs> so I don't really want to go through the whole trial because it's a whole fucking load of bullshit. Just like, a bunch of racist people. No. So it's the, their stories change. The, the girlfriends are involved. It's mm, just a whole bunch of shit. One of those. So I'm going to just go over the main points. Okay. 
That's not what I did with Jody too. Like yeah. I get it. Like you, you get ugh. to a point where you just you cannot give them your life anymore. <laughs> so one of their girlfriends stated that her boyfriend returned home covered in blood and he was trying to sneak in like to his own home. He was like sneaking covered in blood. Okay, yeah, honey. And, and she was just like, I don't know, it was kind of weird, but whatever. whatever. Fucking dumbass. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing about this case is that the defense attorney tried to use the gay panic defense. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't exist. It's, they tried to use that in the dating game show yeah, that, that happened to. Like, exactly. Fuck it's, off. And there are, I think, 11 states. The fact, I, I believe it is 11, yeah. that you uh, can't get married, right? No, no, no. 11 states that uh, this this does not stand. You can't use the gay panic defense anymore. Okay, good. It should be all of them. Should but be. it's like, it's the same thing of, that blows my mind where you can't use the devil. <laughs> so I just saw the conjuring three, right? It's, yeah. The devil made me do it. The guy was supposedly possessed and you can't use the devil as a defense, but you swear under God and you can use gay panic as a defense, but you can't use the devil. Right. Pick a, pick a struggle courts, pick yeah. a struggle. Like <laughs> all or nothing exactly so they tried to say that they were going to rob matthew and they pretended to be gay to lure him in Mm. um and then matthew made an advance at one of them and he snapped is what they said that was their their defense which way to victim blame um yeah matthew did nothing wrong you were pretending to be, to gay, be gay if the story is even real. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> that just sounds like a fucking weak-ass defense. Yeah, and also, Matthew was really smart. Yeah. I don't think he'd fall for that. Yeah. Or just be like, oh, let me just get into this car. Like, whatever. Exactly. No. It's it's ridiculous. So. <sighs> all right. After all of that, um. Matthew's mother actually ended up speaking out on hate crimes against the LGBTQ plus community. She became a well-known advocate for gay youth and she was the driving force between the behind. Oh my gosh. The (laughs) driving force behind the Matthew Shepard foundation. Awesome. We're not going to post the photos of these bad people, by the way, today when we post the photo today, I just want the photos of the victims. So Matthew was inducted on the national LGBTQ wall of honor within the Stonewall National Monument in NYC's Stonewall Inn, which we need to go visit. We're that. gonna talk about Stonewall this month. Okay, it's happening. Okay, so the reason I did both of these cases is because of the legislation that came from it. Yay! So on March 20th, 2007, the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crimes Prevention Act was Yay. introduced as a federal bipartisan le- legislation to the U.S. Congress. So they tried to get it to pass and Bush didn't pass it. Okay. But Barack Obama mm-hmm. stated that he My was man. committed to passing this <laughs> act. So it, it was sitting there from 2007 until it was voted in and signed in 2011, by, right? No, by in 2009. October 28, 2009, President Obama signed the measure into law. And yes. It's really good that this happened and like that the legislation came from it. it. Just sucks that it had to happen in such an atrocious way. James Byrd dragged behind a vehicle after being beaten spray paint shit on like how tortured how the fuck no and then matthew Matthew being tied to a barbed wire fence and pistol whipped it's beyond i I can't i can't deal with people's hatred towards others it's it's fucking hate crimes oh it's hard it's hard to say like a silver lining too because it's like this beautiful thing did come out of it but man was that a 
deserted field that that flower grew out of you exactly. know exactly it's oh. shitty so on october 26 2018 uh just over 20 years after his death shepherd's ashes were interred at the crypt of washington national cathedral the mm. ceremony was presided over by the first openly gay episcopal bishop gene Yay, robinson oh. and the bishop of washington reverend marianne edgar buddy music was performed by the gay men's chorus of washington dc oh called gen God. out and con- oh. uh, <laughs> um which performed craig hella johnson's considering matthew shepherd that's the name of the song yeah and he was the first interment of the ashes of a national figure at the cathedral since helen keller's 50 years earlier goosebumps like imagining <laughs> that i can see it happening yeah it's pretty big like pretty how big deal. bittersweet but like beautiful and mm-hmm. oh mm. but wait there's more there's more <laughs> it's just a little bit so okay. this happened while my mom was in college mm-hmm. and she was in college in utah which is i mean it's all right there yeah and my mom actually ended up being featured uh, in the magazine. And it says, Weber State University senior Victoria Price, along with other students and faculty, spoke of their outrage over the death of Matthew Shepard, a gay university of Wyoming student who was beaten to death last week. His funeral is being held this afternoon. So that's what it says under her photo. That's Go on the, mama! Yeah, and, and it's got we're the whole... Posting that. We're posting the whole article. And, yeah. and it's, she sent the date on the newspaper, too. So yes. Pretty... Um, she knew pretty much all of her children would be gay <laughs> <laughs> and also i mean so my uncle's gay and she grew like our family is very accepting of all that yeah. so it was it was just a big thing that she was speaking out at, at a forum that's amazing yeah so that's my mom's connection to yeah, the story definitely and uh that's the story of matthew shepherd and james bird jr and how their legislation came about i really hated the bad parts of those like i mean i hate all of them but that one that one hit. It's torture. You don't like torture. I can't. I don't. It's not only torture, but torture from it coming from d- racism and and homophobia. homophobia. Like, like the worst st- reasons to do anything. I just don't get it. And I don't want to. <laughs> like, I'll, I'm thinking like, oh, 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 yeah, I heard him because he's because he made a pass at me. No. Excuse me. What? Walk away. Walk. Yeah. You could just say no, thanks. And also, you admitted to supposedly acting gay too. Yeah. No. And they had plans. Also, like another part of the story was like they were planning to go back to his house and like steal from there. No, too. it was always planned. It was premeditated. Uh, yeah. They got picked me him up. He he. So he Matthew was a big advocate for talking about LGBTQ rights and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So he was known in the community as a gay person yeah and you're just what you just randomly picked him just to rob from i don't think so fuck yeah. you you stupid <laughs> also one of the girlfriends testified against one of her boyfriends oh really and got less time uh that's the only reason why she did it because <laughs> she was saying oh yeah he's openly like homophobic and does not like gay people i know all about it yep so she she was like fuck you fuck your next life also fuck her though because why yeah <laughs> well good job thanks you did really good. Thanks. I ho- I I heard the tears holding back. Yeah. You held it back. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. As much as we love doing this, it, it definitely takes a toll. Mm-hmm. But we really want to bring awareness to Pride Month mm-hmm. and just let you blood bathers know that we are an ally. An ally? <laughs> an ally. <laughs> Sorry. It's the lips. <laughs> With all of you. There is no exclusion in our hearts here Mm-mm. at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> We accept everybody. And all your pets, too. And all your pets. <laughs> Will you accept my pet praying mantis? No. <laughs> Jamie's got conditions. I do. have. My love is conditional. Okay. <laughs> all 
right. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> but wait. There's more. Oh, wait. There is more. You can catch us on <laughs> <laughs> Instagram, Bloodbath Podcast, uh, TikTok, Bloodbath Podcast, Twitter, It's Bloodbath, ITS Bloodbath, YouTube, Bloodbath Podcast. Bloodbath. So, oh, <laughs> let's do that real quick. Uh, I am working on actually getting all of our episodes on YouTube. We were just going to do one a month, but we've gotten quite a few emails about people wanting closed captions. And the best way that we can find so far with an affordable free outlet is to put it on youtube and with their closed captions so then you can actually read it i just don't know how it's gonna do with my uh, mispronunciations and oh it's gonna be fun it's gonna be something yeah <laughs> so that'll be happening yeah yay okay but wait there's more bye 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 bye